You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. On another occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instruction, he said to them, Hear this, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. He added, whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present, along with the twelve, questioned him about the parables. He answered them, The mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you, but to those outside, everything comes in parables, so that they may look and see, but not perceive, and hear and listen, but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus said to them, Do you not understand this parable? then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes at once and takes away the word sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy. But they have no roots. They last only for a time. Then when tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxiety, the lure of riches, and the craving for other things intrude and choke the word, and it bears no fruit. But those sown on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This evening we have a very rich menu from Scripture, two very long readings in the Gospel and the Book of Samuel. And the beautiful Psalm 89, Forever I will maintain my love for my servant. Both in the book of Samuel and in the psalm, there's a wonderful word. I have the impression that God is not addressed as Father in the Old Testament. And I need to correct that now because of both the psalm and the first reading today. I must say that I didn't study that theme 
uh, specifically to see that, and I'm curious now, I really registered this during the proclamation of the reading and the psalm this evening. And it says, I will be a father to him and he shall be a son to me. And I would like to examine the, the, the Old Testament a little bit more and to see how often is this relationship. And then in, in, the, in the Psalm 89 it says, He shall cry to me, You are my father, my God, the rock that brings me victory. So that's very interesting because I always think of Jesus reading the scriptures how the scriptures impacted him as he read them. And we know that Jesus grew in wisdom, age, and grace before God and man. So he was growing. He is also the divine person, but he's in his, became human like each of us in everything except sin. So he went through a growing experience. And how he read those passages, how, what echo they had in his heart and his soul, and how he addressed, when he was 12, he said to Mary and Joseph after he was, they found him in the temple, did you not know I needed to be about my father's business? So he obviously had an incredible relationship with the heavenly father, but this is already present, uh, interestingly, in these scriptures. And this scripture is very important because it's about David. And Jesus, the son of David, born in Bethlehem. This is very, very uh, relevant. And also in the psalm, because the psalms are texts for prayer and they are repeatedly prayed. I'm not sure if it was possible to repeat all the readings, how often they would do it. But since we have a cycle of psalms, every month we pray all the psalms. And the very religious people, let's say the contemplative congregations, and pray all the psalms every week. And that's also true of certain um, elements of Judaism. So uh, then this would be, a very, it would be a recurring text for Jesus frequently. And the echo this would have in his heart and the echo it would have in, uh, should have in our heart. Um, it's amazing, you know, that David wants to do something for God and God turns the tables and he said, but I'm God. <laughs> I'm going to make a dynasty for you. And we know that dynasty had lots of trouble. Um, that's all a whole, whole other story. But uh, Jesus is the son of David, and from a Christian perspective, obviously that's the fulfillment of this promise that his son would sit on his throne forever. And who else can sit on the throne forever? because we're all hit by mortality. So uh, usually people reign for, it's a long reign when it's 10 or 20 years, is a long time, and 30 years is an extraordinary long time for somebody to reign. And maybe Queen Elizabeth, I'm not sure how much she did, but it's a long time. It's a long time, and to reign forever is a very big promise. There's so much more we could say about David and the seeds. God sowed a seed there in David. And with that word that Samuel said to David, he also sowed a seed in David's heart that's still growing in our hearts today. I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. That's a very, very rich, uh, there's so much potential in a seed. And all of us are able to sow seeds in people. 
because we do that with every word, with every look, with every act of appreciation, with every act of encouragement. We're sowing seeds all the time, and all the little children that are here, living here now in these circumstances, and the way people treat them, the parents, the siblings, the older siblings, the grandparents, the neighbors, all of these are sowing seeds. They teach us what to do to encourage them to become curious and to learn, to have a desire to learn. They're all seeds. The, the seeds of virtue, to be able to be polite, to be able to say hello to the grandma and the grandpa when they visit. All of these little things, seeds of development, seeds of development in the spiritual life. So many seeds that God sows in our soul, in our spiritual life. So much is growing. God is on the side of our potential. The amazing potential God sees in it. And there are people that we rule, uh, you know, we write off as a total loss. And God is making a saint. And we're going to be so surprised in heaven when we see the people that we had misjudged and God made such a precious, glorious saint in each of those. And St. Francis de Sales we're celebrating today, we won't say more about that. He was a great saint for understanding the others. And he studied Calvinism intentionally in order to be able to relate them because he was making no progress with them. So he took seriously their difference and studied it. And he approached them with the fullness of charity and goodness. What a model for our times so marked by divisiveness. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.